Ready, set, go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Three Lucky Pennies. I'm Amber Reinhardt. And I'm Carrie Reinhardt. And we are just now getting over being sick. The whole house has yes. been sick for two weeks, so. And honestly, I'm not over it. So if there's a lot of weird editing in this, it's because I'm trying to edit around Carrie's coughs. Yeah. It's really been rough. I'm not going to lie. It's true. The kids have just been, it's like, they'll get better for two days and they're sick again. And they're yeah. better for a day and then they're sick again. And, and that's kind of like how I feel, too. Mm-hmm. Like. I just now feel like I kicked it. I feel like I'm good now, which means knock on wood, I'll be sick again tomorrow. Right? I'm sure. Because like. I felt like I kicked it, and mm-hmm. now, tonight, I feel like I'm... Well, those of you listening in western New York, what do you expect? Everyone's going to be sick when we keep jumping between 50-degree temperature differences from one day to another. Like, one day it'll be negative 10, yeah. and the next it'll be 50, and you're like, come on. I was just looking at the weather for tomorrow. We're supposed to get, like, a really big windstorm. Yeah. But it's supposed to be almost 60. Really? Yeah, that's what they. That's what I saw. So it'll blow everything over, but it'll be nice and warm about it. Hopefully. And <laughs> melt the rest of the snow that we have. Yeah. But, oh well. So Grace the other day, though, speaking of uh, being sick, I was like, all right, come take your, your cough medicine. And she goes, I don't need cough medicine. And I was like, why? She's like, because I didn't cough last night. I'm like, yeah, because you had cough yeah. medicine. <laughs> like, it's funny how they don't quite put those, uh, those dots together. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we are going to talk about um, movies and TV shows, so forms of entertainment that deal with foster care or adoptions or we're going to say the word orphan even though that's not a technical mm-hmm. you know word anymore but that's what they were often called in a lot of these movies but yeah these movies have been around forever i just feel like you know we we pay extra attention to them now i was just going to say we're like hyper aware of mm-hmm. them because we've been talking about doing an episode like this because we've been so aware of them and they're literally everywhere yeah and we're obviously not going to talk about even many of them just a few the ones that we personally grew up on or uh, mm-hmm. have become popular. Let's just start off with here. Do you think they do more harm than good? Or do you think it, they're mm-hmm. – is it good to have this representation or is it actually doing damage? What do you think? I think it's good. But I think that people watching <laughs> need to know that, like, it's not real life. You yeah. know? Most of them. I suppose that's true probably of most things in movies. We should know that it's not, you know, yeah. accurate. But, but at the same time, and this is not the, the, the you know, purpose of this podcast, but I, I feel like I, I always grew up thinking that most things in movies was relatively accurate. You know, like I remember, yeah. I talk about this one of my classes, so Karen, I'm interested to hear what you think about this. I remember um, being in school and growing up on shows like uh, Dawson's Creek. Um, I was a little bit too young for Beverly Hills 90210, but shows like that. And thinking my life was just so boring because it wasn't Same. the excitement they had on, you know, Dawson's Creek or One Tree Hill or whatever yeah. it is. Did you have a show like that that you watched? Well, I would always put myself, like, in different um, scenarios. Like, we yeah. were just talking about The Secret Garden because that's a movie that we were going to talk about. And I used to, like, pretend, like, my backyard was The Secret Garden. Yeah. I think that's like healthy, that. though. I think that's fine. But I think, you know, and maybe we'll, we'll do a whole podcast about this eventually, a whole episode about this. But, like, for me, growing up watching that stuff, it's like I knew it wasn't real, but at the same time, that's what I thought life was supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And it completely skews your sense of what reality is. I definitely thought, like, as a kid, I should have more freedom because all those kids could just, like, do whatever they wanted to do. Okay, can we talk about One Tree Hill for a second? How I, I, of course, I knew it wasn't, like, reality, but 
these kids are like you know seniors in high school freshmen in college mm-hmm. and they own houses and have written yeah. a novel it's like well yeah because it's not real and their actors are like 40 years yeah. old <laughs> and even that one show that the kids watch like these, we've like, talked about yeah this. these yeah. kids have like a like basically a huge loft in new york city and I they think. all live by themselves and they're all like 12 yeah, and they're like, like what is run, happening here they run this like loft business with like video games and stuff and i'm thinking like this will never fly and like it's two million dollars right yeah well i think the same thing about like relationships movies i think are so damaging to relationships we've talked about this we're not going to get into it again but so i i feel like when we can be you know at least relatively objective about those kind of stories in movies and yet often when the idea of like foster care or you know um children and adoption and everything comes up we all take it as well yep that's how it is and we maybe get false ideas about what it's going to be like based on those shows do you think yeah i think like people can uh you know it's just not something in their normal life right or that they've ever had in their family or things like that so like although it's probably everywhere you just didn't realize it you know like our uh, daughter said something about that she's like i'm just i'm the only kid in my school that's adopted like yeah we can name like seven people off the top of our heads you're not it's everywhere i mean i think that people can relate a little bit more to like mainstream topics like yeah falling in love you know wanting to grow up right things like that but like foster care like that's not in everyone's life so it's so it's easy to just believe what you see because you don't ever think it's going to be a part of your life either sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know where we want to start with some of the historical stuff but or um not historical but you know what i mean stuff we grew up on or how you want to start this but i think kind of maybe a good way to start is the most popular example most maybe two most popular examples um, of representations of adoption and, and foster care and all that in the media. And that is, I'd say, This Is Us, which we did mention in a previous episode, and The Blind Side. Yeah. Because those are two that really popularized it. Why don't we start with the This Is Us? Any thoughts about that? Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about this on a past episode, but... Um... And just in case you don't know, it's a, it's a very popular TV show that's on NBC, and there's two separate adoption storylines in it. The one is one of the main characters was adopted as a child. Oh, yeah. And then he has been a foster parent. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that story is in the current season. I haven't really watched much of the current season. But... It is, but it's not like go. It, like we know that the the kid lives with them, but it's not like she's adopted yet. Like there's kind of still it's just status quo. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I think that that is OK. Mm-hmm. And then that there is a lot of things that happened in that show that are real life situations, but they glamorize it. Yes. You know, they don't, they don't show like the fits and, and they, kind they of have her like verbalize yes. like how she's feeling. And like that doesn't happen. No, you know? Yeah. They kind of touched on it a little bit because in the story, their foster daughter is what? 13, something like that. 14. I want to say she was like 15. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the age where there's probably a lot more anger than they're going to show in it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a lot tougher than it is. Now, it's great to have a show like that that's mainstream. So because I, I think it does get people interested in it. And it shows, like, you can absolutely make a difference. Yeah. You can do this. You can change kids' lives. But, like you said, it kind of glamorizes it. that Maybe it gives uh-huh. people false expectations of what it's going to be like. Yeah, like the blind side. <laughs> like, oh, we'll get to that. Because then I just thought of another one that we actually talked about this with our caseworker, this show. And that is The Fosters. Yes. So The Fosters is a story uh, about, you know, of course, it's two lesbian moms. So that's how we ended up watching that show, who have multiple adopted children. And like the pilot episode, they get two more foster kids. And it was an ABC mm-hmm. family show. And I remember telling our caseworker about it. Was it was such a good show. 
the first seasons were good it was one of those shows that yeah by the end they didn't know what to do anymore so but we we told our caseworker about it and she was watching it and then we texted her like what do you think about the end of that first episode so the episode ends with the one you know mother is a police officer so mm-hmm. she goes to break up this domestic and there's like a kid there who has she has to take it into foster care so she's like she just takes the kid just takes him into her house yeah. and she texted us she was like that would not happen i don't care what state you're in this is not how foster care works you yeah. can't just go and take kids out of houses yep. this is why there's the stigma that case or the caseworkers just come in and steal shit like she was ranting yeah. about how it's great for drama but i think it also a lot of these movies do create that stigma of caseworkers can just come and steal your kids yeah i hear that we've talked about this i hear that from people like well isn't that what happens like no not even a little bit, but that is what they show in the media. That's yeah, what they is. show in movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. The caseworker storming in and just taking that kid. Yeah. And like, okay, the Fosters. We'll go there because. Great play on words, that name, isn't it? The last yeah. name is Foster and they're foster parents. Somebody, somebody, somebody at ABC family tried real hard with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think though they glamorize those kids too because, which like, all right, everything will be glamorized a little bit. We even glamorize. Oh, a tiny bit. Do. You know what I mean? Like, because we're not going to say, like, the deepest, darkest things that our kids have ever done type of thing. Like, right. you know, that's, that's just Although, know, to protect our kids. But... Anytime anybody says anything, you know, about me, they're like, well, they think it's going to be shocking. Well, yeah, I'm not shocked. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nothing no. shocks me. No. no. So I, they definitely glamorize the kids a little bit. And they, again, like, you know, they're not troubled. <laughs> they're just like... <laughs> There seem to be no long-term yeah. issues Yeah, where there probably are going to be. I mean, think about those trust issues yeah. that you're probably going to have. And yeah. yeah, they never have any of those. Yeah, they don't. And they, they typically don't have any behavior issues. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's like one storyline in there with some things, but it's really minimal. Yeah. And and so often it's um the case where the foster child comes into the house and they might be resistant to it at first and then yeah. they bond over family dinner and then they're like I love you guys and then they like, like go on to become a lawyer and it's like mm. and it's not that that can't happen but it's not going to happen over the course of four family dinners like that is extremely inaccurate yeah totally um so the, but I that one was okay it like, was good entertainment yeah and I like the lesbian mom aspect obviously <laughs> obviously. Um, we're like it's just like us except for way more attractive (laughs) (laughs) yep um but let's go back to some movies Mm -hmm. because since we like started talking about it we became hyper aware of like all these movies um i will say that it's usually the same problems over and over and over again yeah in the movies and tv shows Mm -hmm. caseworkers just come they snatch the kids the kid is really reluctant but then they fall in love with whoever their you know whatever is their caretaker they never have any, you know, mm-hmm. continuing problems, and that's the end of it. Yeah. So let's talk about an old school one, Annie. Mm-hmm. That's uh, definitely like the OG. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure there was other stories, but, you know, that's like the mainstream one, which, I mean, can we talk about how unrealistic that one is? <laughs> like, I don't know about orphanages back then, but I'm sure that might be pretty typical. Mm-hmm. But, mm, I mean, we all would be adopted by Teddy Warbucks. I do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that one is kind of, like, not on the same scale, but still a good movie. Like, the kids like it. And, you know, that's a funny thing, too. They like Like, watching movies that kids are in foster care. That's what I was just going to say. Like, and it it wasn't until we started realizing, like, there's so many movies that Mm -hmm. kids are in foster care. Yeah. And that's why, even though I think they're maybe inaccurate, they can be really good for kids. Yes. To watch it be like, oh, I'm like that. Yeah. 
Like, that's why I've said this so many times. Like, representation does matter. People need to see themselves. Totally. In the stories. Yeah, totally. Um, so, another movie. Oh, wait, hang on. Let's go back to for a second. Um, I like if you've seen, so the original Annie, of course, the 1980s one, and then they remade the one with the Jamie Foxx um, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And there is one, I've only seen the one with Jamie Foxx, like, once, but I do remember there is a specific change in the, the wording of the song A Hard Knock Life. So, it says, like, um, in the original... It said, no one cares for you a smidge, I think it is, when you're in an orphanage. And they changed it in the new one to say, no one cares for you a smidge when you're a foster kid. Mm. I'm like, oh, I get that. Like, that's a nice change because orphanage, as we've said, isn't really an acceptable Mm -hmm. term anymore. Like, group homes do exist. These things do exist. But they're not orphanages, at least not in this country. I liked that change in the lyrics, though, because I caught that. Like, I think kids were watching it like the minivan or something. Yeah. And I heard that lyric. So let's talk about one that we just recently realized and it was so good. Free Willy. Yeah. This was a great depiction. Weirdly, of, it was. It was. The kid was very angry. Mm-hmm. And angry at everybody and everything. Yeah. Didn't open up to the foster parents for like, oh God, a year, six yeah, months. Yeah, it was months. Um, you know, broke stuff broke a window i think mm-hmm. like broke a window because the foster parents were being nice to him and he didn't want them to yeah. try to replace his parents yep. so destroyed property like that is all so accurate yes um i mean the whole whale scenario was probably not yeah but it is <laughs> accurate in the sense that one of the things that we're encouraged to do as foster parents is find a passion for the kids something mm-hmm. that they can like you know really connect to something that's theirs like, this is what they do. Yeah. And for a lot of the kids, it does deal with animals. That's what it is in our family. Yes. Like, it's Cameron loves pets. Like, mm-hmm. she's the she's the animal whisperer in it's our insane. house. So even though the whale may be inaccurate, I think that part still works. And the other part that I think does work about Free Willy, and it's so weird that we're referencing Free Willy so much, but... Yo, it's a really good one. It's, it's such an accurate representation. Mm-hmm. Is there's, you know, a, a scene, you know, kind of towards the end of the movie... Where at this point, Jesse, the kid, is completely bonded with his his foster parents. Everything is going great. He's working at the, you know, the water park or the, the whatever it is. And he's, everything's going really, really well. And then his foster dad says something about like, well, you know what? We're not really sure where your mom is. We're, it's kind of looking like she might not come back to get you. And then he reverts. Uh-huh. He goes right back to, to the beginning. I'm like, that because that's exactly what happens. It's not a straight line. It is just one step forward you know, two steps back, mm-hmm. five step forwards, one step back, you know, one step forward, seven steps back. Like that's how it actually yeah. works. And that having that small representation, I think was really nice. Yeah, it was. They did a lot of things right in mm-hmm. that. Uh, in Free Willy, the movie Free about Willy. a whale that jumps over a wall. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't even know that the kid was in foster care. Like, I think I until did. Until we watched but it the yeah. other day. Like, because I, I just, you know, that wasn't things that I was looking for when I was a kid, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, there's another one. Um, and if anybody's interested in foster care, check out any of these movies yeah. or just adoption or any of that. There's one, Carrie, you hadn't seen, but it won a bunch of Academy Awards a few years ago called Lion. And mm-hmm. that's a really interesting one because it's a true story about a boy who uh, basically got lost in India. Yeah, you were telling me about Yeah, this. and he ended up, you know, on the streets of India because he just was so young. He didn't know where his home was. He completely got separated from his family. And then he ended up eventually, you know, getting adopted out to a family in England and everything was great. And then he, he eventually decided to try to refind his mother. And I'm not going to spoil anything in it, but one of the really interesting plot points in the movie is how he became very successful. He dealt with, you know, what happened to him. He dealt with his adoption, that this is his family. 
he didn't see himself as Indian anymore. He saw himself as like English, but he had a brother who had also been adopted, like a non-biological brother from India who had all sorts of mental illnesses and never, just never settled in. And I thought that was a really nice dynamic because like that's, that could be what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always going to be yeah the perfect the situation. Blind side. We'll get to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's a true story. I've heard that uh, Michael Orr, the, the athlete that it's, written about absolutely hates it because it makes him look bad yeah. and it makes him look like he had nothing and that he was not already a extremely talented athlete, which he was yeah. in real life. Yeah. That's actually one of my least favorites. It's a good movie. Yeah. I like it, but like <laughs> we were talking about the other movie where somebody is like in the foster care class and they're like, um, I would like to adopt a uh, African-American D1 football star. And they're like, wait, are you serious? Are you blindsiding? Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that one. And I know for anybody who doesn't know any of these movies, you might be a little bit lost, but some of these are ones you probably at least recognize. Um, Free Willy? Come on. Free Willy. Who doesn't know Free Willy? Come yeah. on. You're right. Uh, another two, even though they're not cases of foster care at all, it kind of goes along that same line of glorifying some of these issues, is the classic two-pack of movies you can buy anywhere. <laughs> Because they always come together now. Secret Garden and A Little Princess. Yes. Those are two of your favorite movies, Karen. They are. I loved A Little Princess. Which, that was a unique story. So I don't think you can, like, relate it. But, um, and it's also based, like, in the past. Right. So. At World War One, I, I think? I think so. I think it's one. Because I know there's Mustard Gas as a story. Mm-hmm. And that was World War One. Yeah. Um, I do really love that one. But that one's kind of hard. Like. You know, they turn, like, them into slaves. Yeah. Instead of, like, foster care. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was, like, a lot different back then. Yeah. But I do like the movie, and I like the ending, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, our, and our kids watch it a lot. It's a good one. It's still the same idea, though, of, like, the displaced children. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of movies kind of deal with that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, again, similar with A Secret Garden. Or it's not foster care at all. It's time to live with a relative, but it's a lot of those same issues. Although yeah. Secret Garden, I think, does a decent job of it. Because, again, she you has know, those I anger issues. You know, I have seen that in, like, forever. And I don't want to keep harping on anger issues as a big thing, but that's something that I think gets glossed over. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, and the trauma and the... Because, like I've said in the past, though, like, people don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make are, for entertaining How are your TV? kids? Like, what if, what if, when people ask me that, because people ask me that, like, every day... Oh, how are the kids? Well, let me tell you about all the bad things. Yeah. You know, like, let me tell you about the time that our daughter broke a window. Let me tell you about the fit that all three of them had yesterday. You know, yeah. like. And again, I'm going to stress, like, so a lot of these are normal. A lot of these are, you mm-hmm. know, just their kids. But there are certain issues that absolutely do arise. Totally. Solely because of this. You know, because of the adoption. Solely because of foster care. Yeah, something just happened today with the allergies. Our Two of our kids have allergies to certain things. And it was still figuring out. Yeah. And it was like frustrating to me because I'm like, I don't freaking know their family history well enough to know Mm -hmm. if like their parents were allergic to fish. This was like the one thing. And I'm like, it's frustrating. Like stuff Mm -hmm. like that, you know? Yeah. That happens when we go to the doctors is sometimes less questions. And I'm like, I don't know. (coughs) And I always have to just be like, I don't know who their biological family was. I don't know what their health histories are. I don't know. I barely know birth dates when I'm put on the spot. Like, (laughs) on our defense, we weren't there. That's what I always say. Well, you know, I wasn't there, so. (laughs) And then they kind of look at you weird. Yeah. And you're like, I figure that one out. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, that's stuff that doesn't really get included into narrative stories. No, it really doesn't because people don't want to see that. You know, they, they well, it's not even that they don't want to. I think it's just confusing. Yeah, probably. Like, how do you really write that into a narrative? Yeah, and like you're delving deep if you're doing that. Yeah. Like, these are people that you know they they did delve a little bit deeper in the one that we just saw. Um, Instant Family. Yeah, we'll talk about that because that yeah. Instant Family is by because, far the most accurate one. Like know, that was the target. Yeah. Was people who have adopted or foster parents. Yes. You know what I mean? Or people who are like interested in that topic. Yeah. Like anybody it was based on that. Yes. Versus like Free Willy was a whale movie. It's a whale movie. You know what I mean? With an aspect of adoption. Like, so. Blindside is a family movie, football movie, adoption movie, but there's, it's a whole bunch of different yeah. things. Yeah. So going back to the blindside for a second, I think there's a lot of good in that, obviously, but I think the bad is, again, created this whole idea of i'm going to adopt this kid and they're going to do this and you're like and be famous and perfect and yeah it's it's and i feel like it makes it seem like it's for the story but that's not what this is these are lifelong commitments that are not for the story you're not doing it and i know that's not what the movie was but i think unfortunately that's the message that a lot of people got out of it yeah which is unfortunate yeah yeah it sucks if anybody's even remotely interested in this by far the best movie the most accurate is instant family yes you know, it just came out um, in 2018. That's uh, Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. And it was... People kept telling us. They're like, you need to go see this because this is you guys. Exactly. And we're like, yeah. sure it is. Also, they even have a Bernice Mountain dog. It is... I was like dying. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. that. That was easily the most accurate movie I've ever uh-huh. seen. Yeah. Like, as we were watching, I'm like, oh my God, this is... First of all, we exactly could... Exactly accurate. I couldn't hold it together. Luckily, there was only like two other people in the whole theater. Because <laughs> I just kept like slapping everyone. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's so accurate. That's exactly uh-huh. accurate. Well, the writer of it, I think he was the director also, had either been adopted or was it the adoptive parent? I honestly don't remember. But I, it, no, it was... I think it's... Uh... No, I think he was the parent. Yes. So it's... it's... Well, it was the, the wife and the dad, I think, helped yeah. direct it. Is, so it's it's an actual, based on a real, true story. And it's it literally is a, you know, they're kind of like, well, I can maybe try this. And then they end up with three because mm-hmm. they wanted one and they end up with three, which is exactly yeah. accurate. And there's one scene that I thought was, and we're not going to spoil any of this, but there's one scene that I thought was really well done um, that both Carrie and I were lucky enough that this did not happen to us, but it happens to a lot of people. And that's, um, they weren't sure, you know, if they were going to go through with the, the adoption, they weren't really sure what was going to happen. Things were just kind of tied up and the families were all like, no, it's good. It's better anyway. Cause they were just too much work. Yeah. Cause even though we've kind of been lucky where that really hasn't been too much of an issue with our families, it does happen to a lot of people. Yeah. Is you're suddenly looked at as the freak of the family that brought the chaos. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes we are viewed as that. I will say that. Yeah. But there's, there are rare occasions that I do feel like that, but overall it's not like that. Yeah. But it's nice that the, the film dealt with that and it, it dealt with like the legal process yeah. That the legal process is a nightmare. Yeah. And it, it dealt with just all of these things that are just completely and totally accurate. Like, this is exactly how it works in real life. Yeah. Even, like, little things that you, you know, especially, like, we can talk to this because we adopted three at once. Mm-hmm. Like, things that you do to try to, like, lessen the chaos. Yeah. Like, they, they had this huge chore chart. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many chore charts I went through. Do you know how many discipline charts we've had? We've had sticker charts, we've had color codes, we've had reward charts, we've had, I don't want to say punishment charts, but you know what I mean? Like, if you're on this color, then you're on this color. Now you have to do an extra chore. 
because you're trying so hard to, to lessen the chaos and it just doesn't work. Oh my God. So many freaking chore charts. <laughs> and literally none of them worked. No. <laughs> I, we like just like now four years in, I just recently found something that works. I mean, it works for right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Actually, we have two things, the color thing and yeah. then the star thing. But Which like, I don't do either of them because I forget they exist. Yeah. <laughs> but I do them. Like I do the star thing. And then whoever has the most stars gets five bucks at the end of the month. <laughs> Which we have never paid out because we always pay I always it. pay out. Well, I don't. Oh, you're a better mom than me. So you, pretty much speaking of that, you owe me $20 for the next four months. Well, I didn't make this deal. <laughs> <laughs> that comes out of your wallet. It's the same wallet-ish. <laughs> um, what other shows can you think of? Or Those movies? are kind of the, the oh, big no. ones. Angels in the Outfield. Oh, of course. So this one was great. I loved this movie because the mom, the foster mom, Maggie, yep. was... Who is the same as the lady from the park in Home Alone. Every time yes. I watched it, I was like, lady in the park from Home yes. Alone. Yes. She was a great depiction of a foster mom. Yes. Um, you know, she had a lot of kids there, which was interesting. And they were coming and going. It was a kind of like a revolving yes, door, which yep. is pretty common. Um, yep. It was pretty common. So I think that was an interesting you know, like visualization and the kids, you know, a lot of the kids in there like came from really bad situations and they yeah. were like super thankful for Maggie cause she was like a really good foster mom. And they were young. So I think that was something that was really good is I remember in that movie, they mentioned that some of the older kids had had more problems mm-hmm. because they would, they're yeah. older. Do you know what I mean? Like the younger ones are going to be more likely to just kind of blend. Yeah. But I think that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to go back to Instant Family for a second because there's all these amazing scenes in it that were conversations that Carrie and I legitimately had. Oh my gosh. You know, again, trying to do this without, you know, giving any sort of spoilers. I mean, it's a foster care adoption movie. Like, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, saying things like, this was a bad choice. This was a bad choice, right? We can't give them back, can we? <laughs> like, yeah. that was literally a conversation we had. Yeah, because there are, and you know, it's, it's horrible to, for anybody to like lie to you. And not tell you that you have these conversations because yeah. like... No, not now. I mean, this was yeah. within the first like month. Yeah. Because you are literally turned upside down. Every single thing of your being is no more. And you're in it, you're in it alone. Yeah, you, you are. You can have support groups. You mm-hmm. can have family friends. But when it's two o'clock in the morning and that screaming's happening, you're the only one there. Yep. Still. Still. You know, it still feels like that. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, you are the only one that knows what it's like. Yeah, you, you're you're you also know? the only one that's really sitting with a fear of what is going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, the, like, is yeah. that, what issues are we going to face that yeah. we are not even conceiving of yet? And luckily, like, you and I have each other yeah. for it, but I could never imagine doing it alone. Like, right. that would be really rough because... Which, I mean, more personal than we probably need to get, that's also our number one cause of fighting between us is yeah. all of this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it is. You know, and that's something that I think the the movie Instant Family dealt with extremely, extremely well. You know, is it it touched on all of those kinds of emotions that you have, you know, and yeah, and it, it's it's obviously and, a comedy. It's funny, but it's painfully accurate. And I feel like a lot of the fights that they have are fights that we have. You We've know, had. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely it, it is really a great, you know, movie. Yeah, highly recommend it. For Plus, sure. it's just a fun movie. Yeah. So get off this podcast and just go watch that movie right now. <laughs> yeah, um, we're actually going kind of a short one this week. We yeah. apologize. But again, everyone's been sick and no, we're still yeah. trying to just heal up and get through it. it. It really has been like just such a rough month of February. Like I feel like the kids got sick the one day at school. February is always had, the worst month though. The kids had 75 kids in their school 
out. Which may not sound like a lot, but we're talking about a farm town school. Yeah, like, I feel which, like there's only 100, 150 kids in there. Our daughter said she had three kids in her class, yeah. including her. Like, yeah, out of like 15. I'm so it's sick everybody just, was. It's just nuts. So we're just finally getting over it, and I'm thankful. Uh, hopefully we have some warmer days ahead of us so that we can open the windows and air out our house. <laughs> yeah. But um, speaking of episodes. You said that like you were going to ask like to borrow a car. You're like, um, oh, by the way. Well, <laughs> the way you said that. No. No, I don't need a car. Uh, well, maybe. We'll She's see. got a minivan. She yeah, I no got car. my mom minivan. Beep, beep. <laughs> um, speaking of episodes, though, um, I don't want to make everybody sad. And maybe nobody even listens to this podcast anymore. But we are going to do, I think, like two or three more episodes, and then we are going to um, take a break for the summer. Yeah, just a season, so we're not going to end. But yes. we're, we decided we're going to not do it year-round. We're going to break it into seasons, which we really, really discussed. Yeah, we did. Like, it's not like this is that much of a commitment. I mean, it's it's yeah. a couple of hours a week. It's a mm-hmm. lot more for me because I have to edit and do all of the background stuff. Yeah. But And we do love doing it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of want it to be fresh and exciting, and I know people get busy in the summer, so... Right. Um, and we are planning to, um, kind of be away from like our house a lot this summer, going Mm -hmm. camping, doing things. Um, so finding the time I think would be pretty hard for us this summer. So we are going to go for probably a few more episodes. Um, we don't have an exact date or exactly how many episodes. Sorry. That's, uh, (laughs) I was like, I don't know why I thought this toy didn't make noise. That would be Gracie's, that would be Gracie's gecko watch uh, from pj mask sorry guys <laughs> that like i was actually just telling amber like she like begged for this thing for i don't know god a month and she picked it for her birthday toy it's like a 12.95 thing which i was like thank god because she didn't think something yeah like bucks. most of the time they're like what oh, no, i want this 85 dollar thing um, this is a pretty cool watch, though. It is cool. It's going to also play there, honey. I know, but Close it. it's cool. It's cool. I think you can play a game. But she, yeah, you can. It's got like a video screen. But you can play she a game. played with it two times. <laughs> it's and been I was sitting like, on my desk ever since. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, and there it is in the background again. So anyway, sorry yeah. for that beautiful background noise that we do not have the, the rights to, to play that music. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so a couple more episodes, and then we're going to wrap it up for the season. Yeah. Um, you know, we will be back. We promise. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you can just hang on till the fall, then we'll get back into it with along with your favorite shows, right? It'll be like just like seasons of the shows. Then we're just gonna still be watching Grey's Anatomy, even though we've hated it for years. We're just we're so involved Season in this. Five hundred and eighty-seven is how it feels. Yeah. I've I don't know literally if you watched just... that since day one. I don't. Okay, I don't know if anybody just heard that coming through the the microphone, like. Oh, a semi or something just went by yeah. and shook the whole house, mm. which is weird. You don't ever hear it. That was so weird. Anyway, now I'm just ranting. And there's a lot of weird sounds. Until next time. Thanks for listening. I'm the party. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>